2: What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Roto-Grinders Roto-World Roto World DFS Pick 6. I'm Eric Crane. Hope you all had a good week one. It's getting, kicking for week two, though. I'm glad to be here. Nick Vincina, what's up, man? How we doing?
3: What's going on, Craner? It's good to see you again. Yeah, you Hot too. as hell in here in uh, St. Louis.
2: Oh, dude, it's so dumb, man. Like, it's... I mean, you can, I can't even go outside. Like, the heat index was like 98 today. It's just... It's absurd. This isn't right. This is September.
3: I played golf yesterday and I just like sweat through like my shorts completely by like the ninth hole. And I was just like sitting in sweat all day long.
2: Did you bring like the extra pair of shorts so you don't have to like carry 20 pounds extra with you?
1: Nah, nah.
2: Nah, that's not good. That's not good. You got cl- to carry an extra pair. John Dagle, I know you're carrying that extra pair of shorts, right?
1: I'm carrying something because I'm the only person that one is not sick on this video cast and two doesn't have blues gear. I fully expect you to send me something from St. Louis.
2: I man. got you. We're, we got the Roto-Griders party here in about five months or so. We will find oh, yeah. you a Stanley Cup hat. Don't worry, man. I will gladly I wear
1: it because I won't be wearing it for the Star Stanley Cup. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you guys were close, man. Stars was the best that team that gave the Blues the toughest series out there. I got to give you props, man. You gave us the 49ers defense last week, and they came through. And here you come on Twitter just doing a little victory <laughs> laugh. I'm like, uh, congratulations.
1: To be fair, it wasn't a public victory lap. I'm actually completely opposed to those. It was a direct to Eric Crane victory lap.
2: It worked because I didn't have a damn piece of them. <laughs> it was just a disaster. Like I I won money on the main slate and on the late slate I did went like over for 300. Yeah. I just cause I, I just locked in Jameis, and that was obviously just like a disaster.
1: I mean, we talked about McCaffrey and 49ers defense. I feel that's a good start to week one.
2: <laughs> well, we're gonna keep crushing it in week two so let's go and get to the games of course we got three games three tops to talk about first one we're going to talk about it's a couple teams that put up a lot of points over the weekend Kansas City at Oakland total of 52 the Chiefs seven and a half point favorites on the road excuse me Nick let's talk about this Chiefs team obviously Tyreek Hill he's going to miss a month or two and that means that not only is Sammy Watkins who absolutely went nuts in week one is he going to be the number one wide receiver against a team that has nobody that can stop him. But it also means that Miko Hardman is going to step into a role that's going to be really beneficial to roster him. So talk to me about this Chiefs offense.
3: Yeah. Watkins price priced accordingly. Now 7,400 on Fandle uh, wide receiver nine for this matchup against the Raiders. Uh, We saw Cortland Sutton just doing work against this Raiders secondary last week on Monday night. Um, It's going to be a short week for the Raiders coming off an emotional win against the Broncos. Uh, man, where to go with these Chiefs? I mean, Kelsey, Watkins, Mahomes, I mean, you can't play all these dudes unless you're just uh, going stars and scrubs. I mean, you could do that with McCall Hardman, like you said, 4,700 on Fanduel. Awesome play there, I think, like, especially on Fanduel, where touchdowns count a little more than receptions on the PPR site, DraftKings. You're just hoping for a a bomb to Hardman at 4,700. So, I like him for tournaments a lot. Um, It's just Damien Williams and LaShawn McCoy are both relatively cheap on Fanduel as well. They're, they're, 57 or 59 and 5800 wide receiver or running back 28 and 29 so I like both those guys in this this spot as well
1: yeah
2: the problem is I never know which guy to play John you know when I look at these
1: running backs what I between the running backs I think it's tough I think we have LaShawn McCoy cut even closer into Damian Williams snaps and touch count this week but as for the receivers on the Chiefs what I love most about McCall Hardman this week is that he has no data for people to chase, so they may be scared. He has no air yards because he dropped his one target behind the line of scrimmage, but that's not how he's going to be used. He played 53 of 59 snaps for the Chiefs just last week, and now he's going against a Raiders defense that may be short, their top corner, Garyon Conley, and also just lost Abram for their, and their secondary for the rest of the season. So uh, I love, love Hardman this week.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, and I really hope that when people look at Michael Hardman, they get a little bit of sticker shock because you would think with a guy that hasn't necessarily been doing it yet in the NFL, he would be priced for cheaper than forty eight hundred over on DK. But Nick, at that price tag, I hope it scares some people off. I'm not sure it will. Either way, I'm going to have a lot of them.
3: Yeah, people that aren't watching these shows, reading a lot of content, they're they're going to gloss over Michael Hardman completely. I mean, they're going to see that like like Diggle was saying, that empty stat line, that zero 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 line across. Like Dagle mentioned, he played over 90% of the snaps after Tyreek Hill got hurt. So any dude, part of this offense, playing against a terrible defense like the Raiders, I mean, I'm going to be all over that. And like, like we said, he's super cheap. It's, it's an easy, easy way to access this Chiefs offense.
1: Mahomes actually involves game theory as well on DraftKings because he's the highest-priced quarterback right above everyone's favorite Lamar Jackson this week. And I love Lamar Jackson against the Cardinals this week. But if there's anyone that can match his ceiling, it's obviously Mahomes, who everyone then won't jump up one spot to pay for. So it's also like a terrific spot to grab Mahomes at lower ownership in tournaments.
2: Yeah, I perfectly feel fine that like I'm just going to load up on Mahomes. That's what I did last week. Absolutely. Well. This is what I, That's what I'm going to do again this week. I have no problem with that. On the Raiders side, things get a little bit trickier because, of course, this Chiefs team – they sort of held Jacksonville down. Litter Fournette did nothing. D.D. Westbrook got there late. But, I mean, the Jacks pretty much, all their points came in garbage time as far as I'm concerned, at least the ones that mattered for fantasy. Now, you get an Oakland Raiders team coming off a big win. They don't need any Antonio Brown. They have Tyra Williams. They have Darren Waller. And, Nick, I don't know about you, but I'm buying this Raiders offense.
3: Yeah, I mean – the slate came out before the the Raiders game, so it, it was huge for pricing. Derek Carr is super cheap, sixty six hundred on Fanduel. He's like QB twenty. Um, the Chiefs annually under Andy Reid face a ton of opponent plays because their offense is so efficient. So mm-hmm. opposing quarterbacks get a ton of a ton of attempts. So more attempts equals more chance for fantasy points, and then in turn, Kansas State defense as well is on that on that same on that same level. So we we're gonna want to play them against the Raiders offense but you can also look at these guys I mean Tyrell Williams is super cheap on, on Fandle had a couple of deep bombs against uh, the Broncos Darren Waller played every snap he's uh, 5400 on Fandle Josh Jacobs scored two touchdowns so in a true workhorse role um, you want guys like that in your in your lineup They're super cheap that play a ton of snaps get a ton of the a ton of the offenses uh, balls coming their way so I mean I like all these guys on Fandle
1: it's like <laughs> you said. Go ahead, go
2: ahead, Eric. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to throw it to you. So go for it,
1: man. Oh, no. I, I was just thinking it's like you said, they didn't get the Monday bump. So that's why everyone's so cheap. So you can and should stuff them in your cash games, especially because Derek Carr splits his last two games at home against the Chiefs 29 of 38, 285 and three scores, 29 of 52, 417 and three scores. Um, It is a terrific game stacking opportunity that we have here. But again, because everyone will go in that direction, that leaves huge leverage in tournaments to look elsewhere.
2: Yeah. Okay. So when I'm looking at this Raiders offense, you know, obviously Leonard Fournette was really chalky last week. Are we going back to Josh Jacobs? Are we going back to the running back against the chiefs this week, John?
1: From a price standpoint, I mean, on DraftKings we'd have a, basically a workhorse back who's 4,700. It's, there's, there's all the reason in the world to go back to that, especially in cash games. It's, it's almost a lock. He's so valuable. But tournaments, it's going to shake out to injuries because perhaps we can get Matt Breida if, uh, or without Tevin Coleman, depending on if Jeff Wilson gets called up from the practice squad later this week at a similar price, as well as Giovanni Bernard, if we get him at a similar price, if Joe Mixon's out
2: so Nick where are you looking at with the Raiders are you looking at you know because you play a lot on FanDuel and FanDuel obviously these guys are even cheaper so where are you looking at with this Oakland team are you looking at Josh Jacobs
3: I think if I was going to pick one guy from this team to to play it would probably be Tyrell Williams I mean he he's just too cheap for his lofty lofty upside in this spot I mean we saw DJ Chark score a long touchdown against the Chiefs last week uh uh, Chris Conley had six catches for 97 yards as a touchdown. Both those guys play outside, and Tyrell Williams runs most of his routes on the outside against these cornerbacks for the Chiefs. I mean, if I was going to pick one guy, it would definitely be Tyrell Williams because he's he's 5,900 in this glorious spot.
2: Speaking of glorious, Nick, let's talk about the Darren Waller game the other day. Is is Darren Waller like, everybody loves the guy now, and I'm kind of with everybody. I've got a lot of him best ball. Are you going to be playing a lot of Waller in this spot?
3: It would it would just have to be some way where I where I don't get up to Kelsey at eight thousand on FanDuel and obviously Waller played one hundred percent of the snaps last week saw a team my eight targets was featured in the offense was getting out for him Derek Carr loves to throw the ball in the short areas of the field doesn't take chances deep so Waller at 5,400, if if I if some reason I don't get up to Kelsey he would probably be the one I would come down to
2: yeah it's weird because John I look at the tight ends in this game. And it's possible that my entire tight end pool is going to come from Kansas City and Oakland. And that feels weird to say out loud.
1: I agree with you, but also if you look at the pricing on tight ends on DraftKings, it's actually just a joke. You have Hawkinson at 3K. You have a Darren Waller $300 ahead of him at 3,300. Uh, you have Delaney Walker at a really good game at 3,500. It's Mark Andrews at 3,800. The list goes on and on and on. Um, the pricing on DK for tight ends, it does vary, so you can get leverage there. But yeah, it's going to be Kelsey or Waller most likely or bust for me.
2: Yeah, I'm. I look, guys. I'm probably. I'm not playing two tight ends in the same lineup, but I sure as no. hell have a lot of those two guys. All right, let's move on to the Saints and Rams. It is our highest total of the week, total of fifty four. The Rams are three point favorites at home, and John, I'm going to start with you on this one. What the hell do we do with Todd Gurley?
1: What? So it's funny because he did run out of bounds and fall down a couple times to avoid his knee getting hit, but he led in pro football focuses yards after contact per attempt. And he looked extremely explosive. Like I did not expect that at all. Um, it's a matter of if you're buying into the fact that Malcolm Brown is that inside the ten and red zone guy. And I do believe like once they recovered a fumble inside the ten, they put Malcolm Brown in, and he scored his other touchdown inside the ten on the entire drive he stayed ahead of Gurley the entire drive but Todd Gurley so explosive especially in this matchup that the Saints just got eaten alive by Duke Johnson and of all people Carlos Hyde that uh it is kind of I don't mind playing him at all although I still am slightly skeptical
2: yeah I'm a little skeptical too and it it, this feels like it's just gonna be maddening throughout the season I feel like Nick that no matter what I do with Gurley I'm gonna be wrong where do you stand with Todd Gurley?
3: The good thing is, I mean, last year we were seeing him on field over nine thousand, like every week. He's at seven thousand now, so you, they're factoring in the, the, that missed, those missed touchdowns last week. And I mean, like Daigle was saying, I think Malcolm Brown was in the game when they scored those touchdowns. I mean, it's not like they subbed him in for that one of them. So if Gurley can break a long run, and, and the, the Saints gave up over seven and a half yards per carry to Texans backs last week, like Daigle said, so. This is going to be a shootout. Um, I expect them to unleash uh, Gurley in front of the home crowd. Um, I expect, he out snapped Malcolm around fifty-three to twenty-one last week. It's not like he didn't. He, he like split snaps down the middle or anything like that. He, he was in the game a ton. So I, I like him as a tournament play in this spot. I'm, I'm not going to run him out there in cash, but as a tournament play in the, in this game, you got to love it. And, so go
1: ahead. Uh, and without McCaffrey on this slate. Like, it's really Kamara, and then it leaves you open options for that second spot. Um, Saquon Barkley, who's in a bad matchup against the Bills. Elliott, who supposedly will split carries again in a 60-40 role with Tony Pollard, at least for one more week.
2: I don't believe that
1: for a second, for what it's worth. It was 13 carries for Pollard. He did outscore Frank Gore to all the (laughs) (laughs) – I mean, that's – but why, I, I, I'm
2: pretty sure why, you might be happy about that. You outscored Frank Gore, didn't My you? My ass
1: was right here and I outscored Frank yeah, Gore. Yeah, I mean it's hey, you got it, man. So I don't know, like Tom Gurley's your second back. There is a position there for him.
2: Okay, so let's talk about the passing game because obviously we know Jared Goff, <laughs> big time home road splits, and he's gonna be going up against a Saints team that I don't really expect their pass respect their pass defense. So John, what do you think about Jared Goff and the pass catchers here?
1: Yeah, I think it's good to go back to Jared Goff in tournaments this week, especially because he looked so horrendous last year. Um, this is a matchup I'm not concerned about for him, especially, as you said, his home splits are tremendous compared to his road splits. His home splits, especially with Cooper Cup on the field, who did look a tad slower coming off torn ACL, but still uh, caught the ball and was used heavily. So uh, I like him quite a bit. It's just a matter of who are we going to pair with him.
2: Yeah, that's one of my problems always with the Rams because I never know, is it going to be Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, is it going to be Cooper Cup or is it just going to be thrown to the backside of the backfield? I know we saw Tyler Higby get in the box. Nick, where are you going with this uh, Rams offense?
3: Yeah, I like golf a lot. Like you guys all said, his home road splits completely favor him big time at home. He threw 22 touchdowns at home last last season to 10 on the road. So he lights it up in in the Coliseum. And and Who I'm looking to pair him with is probably Robert Woods. I mean, we always kind of, undersell this guy every year um led the rams in targets with 13 uh, last week led the team in air yards even got a couple carries he always seems to get these jet sweep carries and he'll get those in the red zone too i mean in the scoring area they'll give him the ball on handoff so i like woods a lot in this spot i mean he's the most expensive one Fanduel Fandu for a good reason um brandon cooks revenge game against the saints uh i mean you can't go wrong with any. he's got i think but i think robert woods would be the guy i'm leaning with
2: plus you can always get the brandon cooks revenge game Never doubt the revenge game. We saw it with D-Jacks last week. I'm ready to see it with uh, Brandon Cooks this week. On the Saints side, of course, they great game against the Texans. They come back winning that game. And the Saints, you mentioned Alvin Kamara earlier, John. And, I mean, we just saw what Christian McCaffrey did to this Rams team. I don't see any reason to fade Kamara here.
1: Absolutely not. I think he's almost a mandatory play in cash games. Uh, As as we talked about Barkley's matchup, who's priced higher than him on DraftKings, Elliott's matchup, and pending what you think, uh, Crane and I are clearly against one another on that one. But either way, Kamara, I believe, is the top back on this entire slate. Uh, For tournaments, if you want to try and leverage Latavius Murray, who I still think has more in the tank, I don't think they used him as much as they're going to down the stretch um, on Monday night. But yeah, it's Kamara all the way here.
2: Yeah, and you know, I like... Nick, when I look at Alvin Kamara in this spot, especially seeing what Christian McCaffrey just th- just did, like he's one of these guys that's going to be chalky, and I don't give a damn. Like I'm yeah. just playing Alvin Kamara, Nick.
3: I agree with both of you guys, but I'm curious why Diggle seems to think Barkley's matchup is so bad. I mean, this guy's playing in a game with a two-point spread uh, at home. I mean, I know the defense is tough, but they just – Le'Veon Bell scored a touchdown against him last week. Barkley's going to be in there for every snap. He's going to probably flirt with 30 to 35 touches. I mean – it's hard, it's hard to say this guy's in a bad spot, but anyway, I like Kamara uh, is the definite cash game play, but I also like Latavius, like Dago was saying. I think eight touches last week was going to be his floor for the season, and then the Saints last year, typically, they like to go a little run heavier on the road, hide Drew Brees a little bit, who has those home road splits. I mean, he's coming out of those a little bit in recent years, but they try to hide him a little bit more on the road. Um, I think Murray could flirt with 14, 15 touches in this game, uh, Obvious comes in on goal line situations. He could come in and score two touchdowns anytime he's out there. So I like him in tournaments on Fandle.
2: The old contrarian, Kamara and uh, Latavius team. I like it. What about the passing game, John? We talked about Drew Brees. Obviously, he's not as good on the road. But Michael Thomas, he's about as matchup-proof as it gets. I don't give a damn where he's playing. I want some Michael Thomas.
1: I think you can run Kamara and Thomas out there despite Drew Brees' road splits the past couple seasons. Uh, you know he's going to get the targets. You know he's the primary option. Um, I do think Jared Cook gets slightly more involved in this game, but I think Thomas is one of the, one of the top options, clear-cut, this slate.
2: All right. Anybody else that we're missing? I mean, you know, Traequan Smith, are we interested there at all? This doesn't really feel like a Traequan spot. I like him when he's under the dome. Um, what were we missing? Anybody here, John?
1: I would say Jared Cook is the only one just to run back. If you if you thought before week one he was going to be involved more in the offense, which I do. Um, as we know, the best way to gain a contrarian edge in these slates is to stack ancillary ancillary pieces in the highest total. So uh I, I think Jared Cook's one I'm I'll be looking at as well. Anybody Greg,
3: hmm? Greg Olson saw nine targets against the Rams last week. Uh they play they seem to give up points to tight end. So I like that call for, for, for Cook.
2: All right, let's move on to Seattle at Pittsburgh. A total of 46.5. Pittsburgh, four and a half point favorites at home. And they've got to be feeling good about being favorites since they just got embarrassed against the Patriots. There are going to be a lot of teams that get embarrassed by the Patriots this year, but uh, that was an absolute whipping. So, Nick, let's talk about this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Obviously, coming off a big time loss, James Conner, Juju Smith Schuster. I expect Juju to be fine. What do you think about this Pittsburgh offense?
3: I'm liking this bounce back spot, man. Uh, this, this Seattle secondary boy uh, Trey Flowers on one side uh their safety game is just so much worse without Earl Thomas in the back end Shaq Griffin played pretty decently but I don't even think he's honestly that good on 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 the other side so Andy Dalton 418 yards last week in Seattle now we got Seattle traveling cross country for a 1 p.m eastern start so 10 a.m west coast time early start for them definitely like to hit on hit on Ben Rossberg at 7600 on FanDuel. his price is severely depressed uh James Conner, workhorse, played over 80%, handled over 80% of the running back touches last week, 7,700. Juju, I assume he's going to play through that toe issue, uh, 8,100 on Fandle. I mean, I like all these guys to bounce back in this spot.
2: Yeah, and we talk about guys that always play better at home. Ben Roethlisberger, very clearly that. And I like Ben a lot this week. And obviously, I'm pairing him up with Juju. I'm pairing him up with Vance. John, what do you think about this Pittsburgh offense?
1: I also like Dante Moncrief to pair him up with. Uh, 10 targets, four drops. He just, he went down with the entire offense. Did he look bad? Yes, I totally understand. But he has been the number two all offseason. He was the number two receiver all training camp. And Ryan Switzer, they used, he ran more routes than James Washington, who got all the air yards on limited usage. But I think Moncrief as an every down guy is another one to go right back to.
3: Okay, and Mike Tomlin said uh, his his snaps aren't in danger after that like disastrous week one performance. So so I think we can confidently run him back out there in tournaments, especially.
2: So Mike Tomlin just straight up hates Dwayne Washington, right? (laughs) Or James Washington? He might hate Dwayne Washington too, but I'm sure he he definitely
3: hates James Washington. Everyone named Washington.
2: Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't like Washington D.C. He doesn't like George Washington. (laughs) Not a fan of him. Like it's just not good if you're named Washington around James Tomlin. Let's talk about the Seattle side. Chris Carson absolute stud last week caught a bunch of balls had just a big time fantasy day. two touchdowns about 80 combined total yards let's take a look at the Seattle offense Nick where do you like with Seattle
3: i like to go back to Tyler Lockett in this spot man uh he run he ran a bunch of his a good amount of his routes out of the side last week um only saw that one target but turned into a 44 yard touchdown and the Steelers have always for some reason loved love to cover their slot the opposing slot receivers with with linebackers and then they have this starting safety Cameron Kelly who was in the AAF earlier this year and was, and was a wide receiver in the AAF so it it's starting that safety in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers and oh man I think it's Tyler Lockett huge bounce back week he's got to play through this and I, I show I saw he popped up on the injury report today with some back issue but I expect he'll play through that I mean but I mean awesome awesome stack with Russell Wilson in this spot.
2: Yeah, and there's no way Lockett's popular. No,
3: after, after no, week, no, that, no, no, yeah. No
2: way,
1: John. So, are you going on the Tyler Lockett train as well? Oh, absolutely. Like he is your premier game stacking option if you try to run out a Steelers game stack. Uh, he even came out after the game. There was that quote that he's never been doubled and bracketed in his life, and that's how the Steelers. Tr- that's how uh, the Bengals treated him last week. And if you look at his route chart from NFL.com next stats, next gen stats. Wilson didn't even go to the right side of the field because they basically box lock it in. And so Wilson was only throwing left. So I would imagine he goes right back early and often. The only worry and question is this offense because despite Wilson's 9.8 yards per attempt last week and and his always efficient deep throw. Do they actually put their foot on the gas and try to keep up via the pass? Because they never do. Only yeah. 20 attempts despite his efficiency last week.
2: Yeah, so. I, was, I was frustrated with that because I had a it's, lot of rust last week. and It was just like, it's the dude, like, what does he got to do to throw the ball more? Like, I don't understand.
1: It's not For, even fair because he's so great. Yes. They, they literally withhold his, they jar his greatness and force him to like slowly leak it out throughout the year.
2: Okay, so Chris Carson, Um, Nick, are we interested in Chris Carson this week? Are we going to go back to him against Pittsburgh?
3: I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's always in play. He he just dominates the snaps in this backfield. So I mean, any guy that you're getting a a workhorse back, we're trying to avoid these running back committees and daily fantasy. So anytime you're getting a guy in that spot, Rashad Penny is just not playing. He just he, he doesn't show anything wasted first round pick. So I like Carson in this spot. I think this game goes over over the 46-point total. It's probably going to be bet up before the weekend. So, I mean, any pieces of the, both these teams, I like a lot. It is funny
2: you mentioned Rashad Penny. Like, are, how does Rashard Penny still have truthers? Because there are 100% people out there that are just like, no, 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 I think this was the other Rashard Penny is going to do it. And the dude just year after year, all we hear in the offseason is, oh, Rashard Penny, he is falling farther and farther behind Chris Carson on the depth chart. It's just, I don't know. John, you're not a Rashad Penny truther, are you?
3: There's oh, like, no there's, da- Daigle is a backup running back, true. Fair, uh,
1: well, yeah, I kind of do like backup running back. I just don't like some starters, that's all it is. So I just buy their backup, cover.
2: yeah, but not Rashad Penny. Like, can't you find somebody else like? And there's enough challenge.
1: carries in that offense to go around the difference is usually coach speak fails and coach speak actually struck this time and chris carson getting a career high seven targets Like he caught passes for a change that's the only difference and so now penny basically stays off the field all time so and I'm that's
3: probably... what and that's what keeps carson's floor in fantasy man if he's getting those targets every week that considerably raises his floor and he can go out on the road and be a, a, an awesome play in dfs even if the, the Seahawks are going to be um, trailing in these games all
2: right let's talk about some of these rookie wide receivers because I can't remember a week one where so many rookies just absolutely went off obviously Marquise Brown a big game Terry McLaurin came out had a big game DK Metcalf was involved AJ Brown had a decent game he got in the box um, I know I'm missing one and I'm sure you guys are going to correct me but Nick what rookie wide receiver was most impressive to you
3: Man, I think Terry McLaurin was, was up there, played over 90% of snaps, made an awesome sideline catch. I mean, his 70-yard his touchdown was even his best catch. I mean, he'd have made this skying grab over a decent defensive back and should have had another 73-yard touchdown. I mean, he's going to be playing every snap in this offense. This offense is going to be chasing points every week. Um, the running game, just not looking, not looking promising. Darius Geis is hurt again. Uh, Adrian Peterson is on, on, his fume, on fumes right now. So I like, I like McLaurin. He was, he was special to me last week. What about you, John? What rookie impressed you the most?
1: Uh, I would like to play devil's advocate, but I can't because it was Terry McLaurin. Doubled up Paul Richardson in air yards, the team clear cut downfield threat, and whiffed, or he didn't whiff, I should say. Keenum whiffed on a wide open 73 yard touchdown that would have put McLaurin over the 200 yard 2 TD mark. So uh, whether he can sustain that in that offense, whether Case Keenum can sustain that, I don't think it matters, actually, because even if Haskins gets in, like they'll find a connection. Uh, I also thought A.J. Brown looked incredible. Yeah. That's one, though, that I do fear, especially with another solid wide receiver and Corey Davis, who is inconsistent, but he's still pretty good. Um, I do wonder if he can actually keep up that in that offense.
3: And, and- Tasha Sharp outsnapped uh A.J. Brown in week one still. That, that, that's I always going to pose a problem. That cannot happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, the, the, come on, Tennessee. I know you guys are kind of dumb down there, but you guys got to – no, they did not
3: look like a house running. No, he's him.
2: huge, man. Marquise he's Brown massive. also looked amazing. There is no way, by the way, that Marquise Brown is going to only have 12 snaps again next week. I've heard some people talk about, oh, you got to be careful with Marquise. He only had 12 snaps. The dude just went off. Like, Nick, wow. there is no way that Marquise only gets 12 snaps. He's got to become a higher part of this offense, right?
3: I mean, even if he only plays like 20 this week, it's still this secondary. He's just, and for the Cardinals, still without Patrick Peterson, still without Robert Alford, the top two cornerbacks, so... Man, it's it's. I don't want to chase. I don't want to feel like I'm point chasing with him. But like the spot is just so glorious. Again, I I mean he's going to be high owned, and then if you don't play him and he goes off again, you're you're screwed again. So I I don't, I don't know how to treat him and yeah, get ready. I, Go ahead, John.
1: As I was just get ready for this to be a problem each and every week because if you look at the Ravens' schedule at Chiefs, against the Browns, at the Steelers, against the Bengals, at Seattle, and then they have a bye and then come back against the Patriots, like Lamar. That's why Lamar Jackson was such a good pick and why he's a top DFS option because their schedule allows for so many voluminous shootouts every week.
2: Yeah, and John, you know we are were ta- we're talking about Marquise Brown, of course. Lamar Jackson looked legit. Like, those throws down the field, I've heard some people say, oh, well, it was the Dolphins defense. Big. Those throws were legit down the field.
1: If you didn't come away impressed by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, like, that's on you. That's on no one else because he was awesome. And we only got, like, two and a half quarters, a quarter of concerted Lamar Jackson. Like, if the Cardinals can keep up, and I I do genuinely think they can, besides the nearly two times touchdown favorite that the Ravens are le- uh, laying like it's going to be a fun game
3: and yeah. we saw and we saw Lamar do this without running the ball whatsoever he had 76 yards on the ground per game last week as a start and he ran the ball like two or three times in this game and it was mainly because he was like forced out of pocket and saw nothing downfield so he just took off but there were like no designed runs
2: yeah I feel kind of dumb for not seeing the Lamar Jackson hey dude I can throw the football game against the Dolphins coming but, I mean, five touchdowns, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. But like you said, if they keep this close, he's going to start running more. And then from a fantasy per- perspective, watch out. And, you know, that's just one of the week one takeaways. Nick, what are some of your other big-time week one takeaways that you say? Hey, maybe I wasn't expecting that, but, hey, I want to make sure I remember it.
3: Uh, let's go to Daigle first on this one, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with something here. All right, go for it, John. out to you, Daigle.
1: Well, I would just say that do not – You can stick to your gun steal in week two. Like if you had an educated lean on something, on an offense, then that's totally okay to go right back to it. Like I still think Washington can't protect Case Keenum. Like I said, I'm I'm not worried about McLaurin long-term, but I just don't think their offensive line is strong. Um, I do still have, I'm still the only person that says this, but I think Daryl Henderson gets involved in the coming weeks. So uh, if if you still believe something, you can go back to it, especially in DFS. Like, do not fade or do not chase high games. It's okay.
3: Okay. So- I, th- I think my favorite thing I watched in Week One was probably the Bengals offense. I mean, they yeah. came in. Everyone was like, oh, this offensive line is is trash. They're not. They're not going to be able to protect Dalton." All them. coach Zach Taylor's drawn up quick passes, scheming, yep. scheming protections to keep him keep him on his feet, and that John Ross was just so fun to watch in that game man! like he was the most fun player i watched in week one i mean i hope he can stay healthy i hope he keeps us up in this spot against the 49ers at home in cincinnati uh 49ers coming across country for 1 p.m eastern start john ross's speed against richard sherman who's over 30 years old has torn achilles in his recent recent career path um akella witherspoon's a bigger cornerback who who handled himself well against bigger receivers chris godwin and mike evans last week but i'm i'm Looking to see how John Ross's speed plays in this game. I think probably going to have a lot of John Ross this week.
1: So are, you, are you a belie- you're a believer in John Ross then. Uh, John, are you? Absolutely. If you watch the game, you can tell the offense schemes him open. Like he is allowed to do what he does best, use that first-round pedigree and 4-2 speed to just get open deep. And despite his line being amazing, he was their number one and only downfield target. Uh, he left a lot on the field because he is still going through the motions and he still makes some boneheaded plays. But, man, they, they are leaning on him so heavily without A.J. Green. Like, he's a, he's a star as long as A.J. Green is out.
3: Dude, he, he, looked, he looked like Brandon Cooks to me. Like, watching him, he was like, this dude looks like Brandon Cooks, the way he's, like, getting targets in that offense, that Rams-centric offense. I mean, it, it was scary how identical they looked.
2: And that's the role he's going to play. You know, yeah. he's going to play that Brandon Cooks role, and obviously – he took it and uh, ran with it in week one. And watch out! I can't believe I'm saying this. Watch out when AJ Green returns. Let's I mean, never mind. I'm pumping the brakes on the Bengals. <laughs> freaking back. All right, sneaky game stack. Found we've talked about some of the highest totals out there. Obviously, the Saints game. You know the Chiefs game. We talked about Pittsburgh at Seattle. What are some of your under the radar games that you think might shoot out?
1: I mean, it, it is one of them, the Niners and Bengals, especially if the Niners actually come to the table. If we get Dante Pettis at full snaps in that offense, as opposed to two snaps and then random quotes about calf injuries that were never existed. Uh, it's, it's kind of scary because it is the lowest total, one of the lowest totals in the slate. But if Gardner Minshew can show up against this Texans defense, that isn't good at all. Um, that could be interesting. And then also, the uh this is a long shot but if the Dolphin can somehow protect Ryan Fitzpatrick then uh maybe maybe we get enough production out of Miami that New England keeps running up the score
2: all right I mean I we isn't Miami the team that every single year seems to hang with New England just completely randomly and I know 18 and a half point favorites in week two just never happens but I keep having this mental image of Miami hanging on to like these 17 to 20 games where they're still going to lose, but it ends up close. Nick, you're just looking at me like I'm crazy.
3: (laughs) It's not going to be close. I mean, come on. This game's not going to be close whatsoever. I think this could be a Sony Michelle week though. Man, Sony Michelle just did nothing last year. He got 14 or 15 carries and had like 14 or 15 yards on those 14 or 15 carries. I mean, that was severely depressing for me. I played a lot of Michelle on on that uh, that, um, main uh, Sunday night, Monday night slate. Mm -hmm. So, that hurt me pretty bad. But the game I'm looking at for uh, sneaky stack purposes, I like this Bills Giants game. I know Dega was poo-pooing uh, Saquon Barkley as a as an RB as a top one running back play. But uh, if Sterling Shepard doesn't play, I mean I don't know how Barkley doesn't get 30, 35 touches, and then Ingram doesn't see Evan Ingram doesn't see 12 to 15 targets. And then on the opposite side, you got Josh Allen. Who's always a candidate to be the top score on the slate anytime he plays, and especially against the man defense, like the Giants run, they turn their back to the defense to the offense a lot. So Allen can escape for plenty of runs. He had 10 design, 10 runs last week, 38 yards, a rushing touchdown, and turned the ball, ball over four times in the first half and still finished as a top sixteen fantasy quarterback. So I like him throwing the ball to John Brown. I mean, we saw Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper running through this uh, Cowboys or this Giants uh pass defense last week. So I like John Brown a lot in this spot too. And you mentioned
2: Josh Allen, the price on him at just 5.3K. Those savings, you can really do a lot yeah. with those savings. There are a lot of really good quarterback plays, from Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen's too cheap. We talked about Russ and Ben. There are a lot of really good quarterback plays this week, but I think I'm with you. I like Josh Allen, and I do like pairing him with John Brown. I was banging the drum for John Brown before the season. I think he's going to be a top-20 wide receiver this year, and uh, week one he sure showed it. And I think this match against the Giants – a lot to like here so John what do you think about this game are you liking the Bills and the Giants
1: yeah honestly I I didn't think about the trickle down effect of targets going to Barkley as well that's that's a good call by Nick I was probably a little too harsh on Barkley Um, but it's more or less that like I am so in love and infatuated with Kamara as that spot top spot when I knock on Barkley this week it's more or less saying hey he's top four top three but not number one um, so what does that matter he's still a great play I mean they got blown out and he still got 120 rushing yards because it's their only option that's all they can do so if Shepard's out I love Ingram but yes Barkley is Barkley's a good play
2: yeah, yeah I and I, say- I don't
3: see this game blown out at all like it did in Dallas so I suspect this one to stay pretty close
2: you know and I will say just looking at roster construction this week this is not a week to try and save money at running back You've got Zeke against the Redskins, even if he's only playing sixty forty, which again I don't buy, but we'll have to see what's going on. You got Saquon against the Bills. You've got um, Kamara. There are a lot of really great high end running back plays. So I don't. I'm not gonna, John. I ain't gonna be trying to save money at running back this week.
1: I agree.
3: I'm with it's, you. It's not like last week where we had Austin Eckler super cheap as like a, a we knew he was going to get a ton of touches. Like this this week on Fanduel, I mean you're digging down for like matt burrito at 5600 like relying on that maybe as like a a play at running back if you're trying to get cute but if joe Mixon says how you got Giovanni bernard at 5700 but i'm I'm with you guys man it's going to be hard not to pay off for running back this week we had somebody in
2: the chat wanting us to talk about the bears and the broncos and um just no i'm not going to do it that just doesn't sound fun at all and aren't the
1: broncos like 22 and one their last like whatever opening games at home it's something Dane. Yeah, I don't know. But I heard that
3: Broncos stat somewhere yeah. too.
2: This Broncos team is the bottom five team in football.
3: They're yeah, I'm
2: including the XFL. Like, this team is <laughs> <crazy. laughs>
3: you terrible. Got, you got two backfields that can't decide who they want to give the ball to. And then you got like one good receiver on the Bears and Allen Robinson. And then he's got a, a much more difficult matchup, I would say. But oh, man. I mean, in that game, I don't even know who I would want to play. I don't, there's probably nobody. Maybe both defenses I will. Yeah, you know oh, who you want to play. The defenses. Yeah yeah both defenses yeah. look really nice oh, I mean. it is,
1: it's a two defense game
3: for yeah. sure.
2: absolutely all right guys we got to get off here thank you so much for watching thanks for all the world for uh you know putting us on nick it's been a pleasure john it's been a pleasure make sure you stay tuned because we've got the pff show with Britt divine and the pro football focus guys coming up next thanks for joining us i'm eric we'll see y'all later peace